Greetings, Amigops, and Top Teners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. This week, as every week, I am joined by our lovely, bespectacled co-host, Kyle. Kyle this week is bringing a topic to the table. I have no idea what this topic is, but Kyle and I are going to discuss it. We're going to debate it vigorously, and by the end of this hopefully compact episode, we will have a definitive Top Ten list. All right, dog. what are we talking about this week? All right, Michael. So this week, we are going to be doing a second installment in what we had proclaimed was going to be a series a while back, <laughs> and we've not done one in some time. Whoops. Yep. So listeners may remember, some time ago, we did a podcast called If You Liked, dot, dot, dot. Oh, this makes me so happy. I've been thinking about a lot of these lately because this is, it's a fruitful topic. It's a great topic. I, I loved the first time we did it because we did, if you like Gone Girl and I've read several of those books that you mentioned, Allegis has done it. I've heard from lots of people. They really enjoyed that episode. And as shocked as I am that our tastes would pro- like make people happy and they'd want to act <laughs> upon our recommendations, I thought we could try it again. I love it. I absolutely love it. What, uh, what field are we looking at here? The field is kind of meta. Mm-hmm. These are 10 recommendations for if you like top 10. So other podcasts oh. that you might like if you enjoy our podcast. Because we have a very, the expertise on podcasts and our listenership, as small as it is, is pretty varied. Like my father, for example, knows only of this podcast. Mm. And he might benefit from listening to some others. Whereas we have some people that listen to this podcast that, know far more about podcasts than we do yeah and everything in between and so i i thought it might be a good opportunity to share with people what kind of podcasts we like because if they like listening to us there's a good chance they probably would enjoy some of the other stuff that we listen to well it's actually really funny you bring that up and it i think relates to a question that i grappled with when putting the gone girl list together which is, to what degree do you say, if you liked Gone Girl, you like something similar? Whereas, like, to what degree do you say, if you liked Gone Girl, you like something that contains some nugget of that? And I think with this, it's like, there's probably a top five podcast with, like, Joe and Bob. And I'm sure people like Top Ten with Kyle and Mike would like Top Five with Joe and Bob. But they also probably, on a deeper level will like stuff that we like. So I might like a podcast about, you know, monkeys. Well, if, yeah, well, you'll see. There's all sorts of podcasts on this list. And I like that. I think that's a, I think that's a better way of doing it. And not every one of these, I will say like, there's some niche podcasts in here that not everyone that listens to this podcast will like, but yeah, well, the further up you go, I think the more likely it is (laughs) <laughs> that you'll like it if you like this specific podcast. I like that. I think that's a good angle. I hope. So we'll just get right into it. The only criteria are that it needs to be a podcast. Yeah, that's big. So we'll just roll right into it. Number 10 is one of the first podcasts that like really got me into the medium. We were on a car ride back from uh, last summer. We just and I drove down to a friend of the pod, Jameson's place in South Carolina And then we drove back to Illinois via Louisville. And so we drove other friend of the pod and venerated podcast critic Quinn home. And we listened to podcasts basically the whole way back. And the one that we listened to for the majority of that was one called How I Built This. Are you familiar with it? Mm. 
I am. It's I come from a uh, a company of podcasters because a big part of my a lot of my coworkers work out in the field, so they're salespeople in our field, and so you know they might have an appointment in Los Angeles at two p.m., but then an appointment out in the valley at four. So. They're in the car, listening to a podcast, and there's a lot of self-help kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested that you framed it like that, because that's probably my favorite thing about this podcast, is that you get to... So, a brief synopsis of, of what it is. Um, it's an NPR podcast, host Guy Raz, interviews a business owner, uh, and just asks... Or not necessarily a business owner, but someone with some kind of successful practice, usually a business... Uh, or a website or whatever, and just talks mm-hmm. to them about how they built their company or their product or whatever it is. And it oftentimes ends up being kind of a self-help podcast because if you listen to it a lot, you'll notice the same kind of themes and techniques and attitudes that tend to lead towards success. And I think it's been really interesting to listen to, especially having been a working professional for the last few years. And so the reason I think you might like this podcast if you like our podcast is not because our podcast is professional in any way, but just because I think a lot of our listenership probably is interested in the same kinds of trends that make people successful that, that we are, I guess. And this is almost, it's kind of also just like a, not a homage pick, but like, this is one of the podcasts that really got me into this whole, you know, way of acquiring new knowledge and, and, and entertainment. So that's, that's why it's on here. Well, I'm glad you you framed it that way at the end because I think the thing that all podcast listeners have in common is a certain mindfulness that my sister and her husband got into the word mindfulness a lot a while back and it sounded a little bit silly, but the reality of it is what they were talking about was just quieting themselves a little bit and thinking and that's the nice thing about a podcast is it I think invites mental quiet time and it invites you to sort of activate the more imaginative imaginative like bigger picture part of your brain so i think how i built this is perfect like even if you're listening to a really seemingly mindless podcast you're actually working on improving yourself i think i tend to agree and i think that's kind of how we both approach this podcast yeah uh, I will say a couple of my favorite episodes from this particular podcast my absolute favorite is the five guys one. Oh, that sounds good uh, Lonely Planet, Travel Books, Airbnb, those are a couple ones I really liked. So mm-hmm. if you're looking to get into it and listen to a couple, those are some ones you might want to start with. I like that a lot. Yeah. Number nine, this is one that our social media maven referenced right before we started recording this podcast. <laughs> Number nine is a podcast called Armchair Expert, hosted by Dex Shepard. Are you familiar? I am. So our social media maven, uh, Caroline, had me listen to... I want to say, oh, she did it was two episodes of this. So I've only listened to two, I think, but they were both absolute bangers. So one was the episode with Kristen Bell. Yes. Which is just like, just fireworks because for the listeners who don't know, Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell are married. Adorably so. And they do a lot of meta commentary about their social media presence and how that relates to their actual relationship. So that one was great. And I also listened to the one with Mike Shore, who is just one of my personal and professional idols. I, I love Mike Shore. So that's my just brain dump. But why don't you explain the pod a little bit? So it's it's basically just an interview podcast. Yeah. Dak Shepard, who you might know from a variety of a variety of things. He was in um 
what's that cop movie? Uh, Chips, right? Yes, he was in Chips. Was my in- favorite role is him in uh, Baby Mama. My favorite is him in Employee of the Month. Oh, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> he's been in all sorts of stuff. You, If you Google Dak Shepard, you'll recognize who he is. But it's just an interview show. And his stature means that he gets some really, really interesting people. It's kind yeah. of in the same vein of how I built this in that you're just kind of learning a lot about a celebrity and how the, the road to success winds. And it's yeah. fun how different they are and it's fun to get a perspective into their personalities the reason it's this low is that it's like t- generally a two-hour podcast which means that i have a hard time listening to an entire episode it's better yeah. suited for longer car rides but dak shepherd's a great interviewer and he asks a lot of like personal questions that aren't too personal and i think he has a really good way of uh, evoking like genuine responses from the people he has on his show and he's yeah. very self-aware. I listened to... So and he he interviewed a ton of people from the show The Good Place a while back. Mm-hmm. And so I, just and I listened to one. He he'd interviewed Ted Danson. And it was one of the finest podcast experiences I've had in the last couple of months. Partially because Ted Danson is an American treasure. Ted Danson, I just... I can't let the opportunity pass. Ted Danson lights up the screen... Every time he is on television, I, Caroline and I were watching some good place earlier and he's a genius. He was brilliant on one of my favorite shows, one of the least watched shows out there, Bored to Death. And I was thinking a lot about Kirby Enthusiasm with the passing of the great Bob Einstein and Ted Danson is so great on Kirby Enthusiasm. So I think part of what you're getting at is that Dax Shepard picks his guests really well but like you said he does he just i don't know if there's some little gleam in his eye but he disarms people and gets them to open up really in cool ways yeah yeah it's kind of interesting because you'll see people go on basically like podcast tours and you'll see them on a couple of different podcasts and it's fun to it's tempting to just not listen to all of them because like i just listened to this guy but if you listen it it can be interesting to listen to the same person interview on multiple podcasts because you yeah you get totally different interviews and i like the way dax interviews and the reason i think you might like this show if you like ours we tend we just as weird as it sounds like we have an appreciation for like celebrities like we collect and like catalog all these different people that we know from movies and sports and tv and just popular culture and it's fun to it's an interview show it's fun to hear about these people and kind of get a glimpse into what their personalities are like and we end up you know we talk about people like this all the time on our podcast and eventually we i think i'd like our podcast to be a little bit more like this one where we're kind trying to get to know somebody famous or more famous than we are through the lens of a top 10 list. But so maybe this is more of an aspirational pick. Well, I think it's a great aspirational pick for us because I think the other thing that we share with Dax is I think he has an essential positivity to him that I think (laughs) we try to share. Like, I think we, we both have it. I think you and I are both just fundamentally positive people. But I also think with the podcast, we made a pretty conscious decision early on. We were going to try to make it a top 10. This isn't like, yes, we do the not top 10, but it's generally meant to be humorous. We try to do top 10s. We want it to be about stuff we like and stuff we're excited about. And Dak Shepard is a real embodiment of that ideal. That's a very good point. He's an extremely yeah. positive person to listen to. Yeah. Number eight 
is a cool, very cool podcast. I don't think I'm cool enough to listen to it. <laughs> it was recommended to me by a good friend and coworker, Gina. So this, the podcast is called Song Exploder. Caroline loves that. Really? Yes, she loves that podcast. It's a fantastic podcast. It's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. So it'll, it'll take a, a band, musician, take one of their songs, not necessarily one of their popular songs, or not even necessarily a popular musician, and they just completely dissect the song. And it's like if you are able to go into an audio file and separate out the drum line, the bass, the acoustics, the voice, even like, you know, different types of voices in the same track, the piano, synth, whatever it is, and they talk about each bit of it specifically, how they tie together, the inspiration for it. It's a really fascinating podcast, even for someone for me who like listens to a lot of music and dabbled in playing music, but don't have like a like a a serious education in making or reading music. Yeah. It's just really cool. It's, it, and it's cool in both ways. It's cool to see a song pop up. You're like, I love that song. I cannot wait to hear how that song that I love was made. I think what I love more is seeing a song where I'm like, I don't know what song that is. And I don't know who the artist is. I'm excited to hear their sound and understand how they put together, put it together. And it's helped me actually identify a lot of cool music. One thing I also really like about it is that it's like maybe 20 minutes long. It's quick and introduces me to cool music. And we've talked about music a number of times on this podcast. It should be no surprise to people that it's an important part of our media consumption. Well, I think you've described the podcast perfectly. The only note I want to make is what you said about feeling like you might not be cool enough. Um, because <laughs> the way Caroline heard about this podcast is through our dear friend, Lindsay, who is undoubtedly cooler than either of us she actually worked for a while for um, a big time music photographer who actually did a lot of the artwork for bruce springsteen's albums like he's taken a lot of really famous photos of bruce springsteen so Lindsay's super cool way cooler than either of us she has pink hair sometimes blonde hair sometimes black hair other times yeah undoubtedly her cool card has been stamped many more times than ours since she told <laughs> caroline about song exploder in to she sounds like like Gina, like Gina's definitely one of the coolest people I know. Yeah. So like, and she felt like she was, I'm, I'm honored, honestly, that she recommended this podcast to me. So yeah, that she thought you were ready. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That is song exploder. A couple of my favorite episodes, they went through Eric Killmonger's theme from black Panther, which is oh, fascinating theme. because there's a lot of like traditional African music and symbology in it as well as Kendrick Lamar. So <laughs> that's incredible. Um, Ophelia by the Lumineers. It's one of my favorite songs. And Is that Oh, Ophelia? That yeah. one? Yeah. Yep. I like that song. And then another really cool one was they picked apart the Stranger Things theme song, which is really cool to listen to in its component parts. Wow. So, like the synth, like those cool, like little... All of that. They pick it all apart and talk about wow. like, it's really, really interesting. I'm that's like I'm sure I'll have a couple other bits of homework after this, but that's probably number one because that sounds really it's, cool. That's I that, love that theme. It's an incredible theme and it perfectly fits the aura of the show. So Yeah. That's a good one. It accomplishes exactly what a theme song should. Yep. Okay. Next is the not top three. I don't know. I had a hard time like 
thinking of podcasts that I don't like or that aren't good. <laughs> There's only one that I'll mention, and I feel bad doing it. I'm not really going to talk bad about it. We'll play the... I, oh, I almost forgot to play the music. Now it's time for a not top three of one. <laughs> I just want to note, I was listening to one of our episodes earlier. Man, Kevin McLeod is a damn genius. I love this music. I really like the not top three music. It fits the mood very yeah. well. Play not top three music, Kevin. We just get so mad every time we do that. She's like, you guys are far too pleased with yourselves. Like, when are you going to stop talking about how cool it is that the music is in this podcast? Never. I love the, I love the music, which is not self-complimentary. It's, it's not our music. But yes, I do think we're really funny for queuing it up every time. I'll admit. I believe that we are funny, and I believe that yes. you believe we are funny. And I also believe that it is not probably funny. But yes, anyways. Agreed. <laughs> the only one I'll mention is a podcast that I started listening to because the guests are just incredible. The podcast is What the Fuck with Mark Marin. So <laughs> I listened to one episode. So Mark Marin is a pretty famous comedian writer who has like serious pull in the industry. Um, and this is one of the most successful podcasts you will find. It's got crazy listenership and he gets really really good guests the only problem is that he is an utter and complete ass wipe and he's like it's like to the point where it's hard to listen to him interview and like even when he has great guests on i'll still do it occasionally because how can i not listen to a podcast with paul rudd or uh josh uh josh brolin or Meg- melissa mccarthy but i think you recommended the melissa mccarthy one to me right yeah and I remember thinking this would be a good podcast if he would shut the fuck up. He talks too much for an interviewer, for sure. Yeah, he I, and it's it's really stands in stark contrast to a couple other people who I would imagine also will be making appearances on this list who have the touch because like there some people have it, some people don't. I imagine that it's very difficult to cultivate, but he has not. Nope. So. That's my not top three of one. <laughs> there are very few podcasts that I listen to and I'm like, this sucks. There are yeah. podcasts that I listen to that I'm like, well, that's not really for me. But, yeah, I, you know, whatever. We'll move on. Number seven, I think you'll probably be surprised to see it this low. And it, I'm a little surprised because this is, like, probably my favorite podcast. Uh, number seven is the Bill Simmons podcast. Mm-hmm. So... The Bill Simmons podcast, for those of you who don't know, Bill Simmons is a Boston-based, or he used to be, he used to be like a Boston-based sports writer, worked for ESPN for a long time, started his own website called Grantland, now has his own website called The Ringer. He's a sports, movies, sometimes not really politics, but just like a general, generally knowledgeable person about pop culture, especially basketball and football and you said it he's brilliant like i just love listening to him and i know some of the big criticisms that people have are that he's like just a crazy homer which he is but it's one of the reasons that i love listening to him so much it's how he built his brand he became the boston sports guy it's just really fun to listen to someone geek out about their team even if it's not my team even if it's a team that i don't want to see win at a particular year it's thanks dude no offense. Uh, I'm a little tired of your Red Sox, but, um, <laughs> I just, 
but his podcast is oftentimes sports. It's a lot of NBA content, a lot of NFL content, but he's also an incredible interviewer and he gets really, really, really good guests. Like a genius level, born with something special interviewer. Uh, he's, he is just such an incredible guiding presence on these podcasts because he's built up a Belichick level coaching tree. Like there are, there are really strong players who have developed underneath him, who have gone on to other jobs, a lot of whom still work with him. And the difference between one of his episodes of his pod or some of the pods that are on his network where he's on it versus when he's not, it's night and day. Oh, and I have a feeling we might talk about something else later, but he is just his presence is so huge. He he puts people at ease. He asks people great questions. I think what I find most fascinating about him is he's a historian at heart, I think, because yeah. he has an ability to ask questions that seem like tough questions that aren't because he's he's so curious. So like for example, he'll he asked Matt Damon what he got paid for a movie. And it wasn't the kind of thing that the public knew. And Matt Damon said like six hundred thousand or something. And a lot of people that would seem sort of nosy and weird, but it was really just Bill Simmons trying to place the movie in the context of his career. In a similar way, Bill Simmons will often talk about race or gender in a really frank way that most interviewers are afraid to. And I love it because he's he gets people to answer honestly because they see his intentions are pure and academic. Like he just he just gets it. He has something special, and I I just think it's a privilege to listen to him. I listen to all of his podcasts, even if I don't think I would be interested in the topic. Like yeah. I don't have like a passion for golf, really, but I listen to all of his golf podcasts because I just like listening to him speak. And he has yeah. one of those voices that you'd think would be annoying, but is actually not. Yep. A, a perfect example of what you were saying, where he elevates so. The Ringer, for those of you not familiar with this website, and I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, it's a whole collection of podcasts. They do tons and tons of podcasts and a lot of... They call themselves a network. Yeah, a podcast network. So a perfect example of another one of their shows that won't appear higher on this list is the Ringer MLB show, Mm -hmm. which is probably a C-minus podcast. It's, it's, (laughs) It's not... It's below average. It's very statistically driven. It's good for keeping up on baseball. But when they have Bill Simmons on, all of a sudden it's like a, a B plus A minus podcast because he's not attacking it from, he just asks such creative questions and he attacks it with such like passion that he elevates that show to letter grades, in my opinion. And there's a bunch of other shows that he'll do that on. So this is a plug for his network in general, but. His might be, whenever I see his podcast come up on, I have it set on my phone so that every time he puts a podcast up, it automatically jumps to the top of my queue. Like, I love listening to him. So, yeah, that's number seven. Any episodes in particular you want to note? Just So, I'm glad you pointed that out. So, I, in the last maybe two years, have turned from like a pretty disinterested NFL football fan to someone who I think I consider to be like, a pretty invested football fan now and not necessarily It's been a joyous transformation to watch. Part of that is playing fantasy. A huge part of that is listening to this podcast because every week and this is of like on my favorite podcast, this is my favorite kind of episode he does. He and his 
friend, cousin Sal, do a podcast called Guess the Lines, where they go through all the upcoming NFL games and they try to guess what the betting line will be, basically how far one team will be favored over another. And they just talk the sport, go back and forth. They play a little game with each other. They have a really great repertoire. They go back. I get genuinely sad at the end of the football season when I don't have guest alliance to look forward to. And at the end of each of those episodes, they always do a parent corner where they talk about something they've done as a parent with their kids. It's a really delightful one. So just pick, listen to the most recent guest alliance for the playoff round if you like uh, football. But also, like, if you... If you like an NBA, if you're an NBA fan, listen to any of his NBA podcasts and a couple of really good interviews he's done. You might have to dig a little bit for him. He did an excellent interview with Will Ferrell last summer. Yeah, yes, that was a terrific one. He did a really, really good one recently with Katherine Hahn. Yep. He and my one, his Paul Thomas Anderson was great, incredible. John C. Riley, he had a great one. That was one of my favorites. And one that I was shocked I loved so much was, and it made me a huge fan of her more than I already was, a really, really good interview with Charlize Theron. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Really, really good. Wow. You can't really go wrong with his podcast. I love it. But yeah, spent- One I also want to plug is Aziz. He does a great interview with Aziz. He talks about Aziz's friend, Harris, who was one of the writers on Parks and Rec, in a way that you would expect. So Harris died of a drug overdose, and you would expect it to be a really invasive conversation. And in classic Bill Simmons fashion, it was compassionate and interested and really interesting to listen to. It's great. I couldn't recommend it more highly. Yeah. Especially for sports fans, but for anyone, mm-hmm. really. Number six is a podcast that a friend of the pod, Sarah, introduced to me. It's called The Moth. So The Moth, for those of you who do not know, it started out as a community kind of event where people would show up, and it's kind of like slam poetry. You you tell a story in front of a crowd, and it's a number of people that volunteer and get picked out of a hat to tell stories, and then people vote on... And it could be funny story. It could be something really personal. It could be narrative, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And then people will vote on which ones they like. And then they have what's called a a grand slam where the winners of these smaller sessions go. And we actually went to one of these events live a couple months ago. Me, Sarah, Legis, my sister, Aaron. And it's just a really fun experience to see people up on stage telling stories about all sorts of different things. And the Moth podcast just broadcasts their radio hour and various live recordings of these events. So it definitely going to a live showing, it was definitely a lot better because, you you know, to see people's body language and be there is obviously better, but this is just, it's a, it's a podcast about storytelling. And like I said, it can be funny or sad or joyous or whatever, but it's the one that I've really liked listening to since Sarah turned me on to it. And I think people would, it the, like this podcast would like this one as well, just because I think our listenership likes to read and likes the narrative aspects of movies, which is kind of what a lot of these stories remind me of. So that's a great pick. I've listened to a few at your, at your nudging and, uh, I need to listen to more cause it's a great podcast. It's very cool. It's been going on for some time. Yeah. Good back catalog. I think. Yeah, certainly. I don't really have any episodes I want to pick out specifically. But give that a listen. That's a good one. And if you can, see if you can go to a live event uh, somewhere near you because it was a really fun experience and cheap. It was like 10 bucks for tickets. Number five is (laughs) 
I don't know. This is kind of a homer pick because I know of other people that have tried to listen to this podcast and didn't get much out of it, but it's one I really like. Number five is a podcast called Stuff You Should Know. Mm-hmm. It's these two guys, Dave and Chuck, or not Dave and Chuck. That's an old radio show I listened to back home. Josh and Chuck. And they write for a website called HowStuffWorks.com. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. They just pick a different topic and they research it professionally. Like they do serious research on it and they just try to tell you as much as they can about it. The history of it, it's modern context, everything. Fun facts. They're not, it's not really funny. Like they are funny guys, I think, but it's not a comedy podcast. It's just filling yourself in on stuff that you like should know about. And I really like it. They've started doing what they call short stuff, which is like a 15 minute podcast about like a subject that you couldn't really fill an hour on, which are perfect for little tiny trips or whatever. I just like having like a really cool educational podcast in my repertoire. And this is my go-to when I feel like I've been listening to a little bit too much sports talk or uh, movie stuff. I'll, I'll, I cash these up and I listen to them as I go makes me feel learned and I learn a lot of cool stuff from it. I think this is a great pick. I will come at this from a slightly different angle, which is that I've only listened to one of these. Caroline and I listened to one talking about pizza and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But what I could tell was that I would enjoy it more and more as I got to know the guys. Yes. There are definitely podcasts where you listen once and you're like, okay, okay, cool. But then you kind of say like, oh, I love Bill Simmons or I love Dak Shepard or whoever it might be. And you get, or you build a relationship with them. And I have a feeling that these guys, as enjoyable as they were for me the first time, will only grow over time. Learning the, the intricacies of Josh and Chuck's relationship and just like what they're passionate about is really fun. Yeah. When a certain topic comes up, I'm like, oh, Josh is going to have a field day with this. That's fun. Yeah. I will say that this podcast can be boring. Like there are times that it's just boring because they're just talking about something, you know, but I, I really like it. A couple of my favorites, um, because of my job, they did a really cool detailed analysis of the history of roundabouts or rotaries, as you call them. I do is, call them that. Yeah. Shockingly fascinating. Um, they did a short stuff the other day about the history of grandfather clocks, which is way more interesting than you might think. That actually does sound kind of interesting. Yeah. One of my favorites was they talked about the MPAA and how movies are, the movie ratings are determined, whether a movie is PG, PG-13, Ooh. or R. And that does sound interesting. they took like kind of an activist stance on it. And once you listen to it, you'll have a very different perspective on what we consider to be uh, explicit content in our society. So like they're, they're taking the perspective that there shouldn't be somebody setting this or like there should be some different way that they set it. Yeah. Basically it comes down to we as a society do not value like the negative effects of like violence as strongly as we should, Mm. because like a movie where someone says the F word twice has the same rating as a movie like saw where someone is getting disemboweled and tortured and <laughs> yeah like there should yeah, be yeah like one nipple gets you PG13 but you and, can you can have yeah. a movie all about murdering people as part of a night where all crime is legal and that's PG13 it's like what are we like what are and and what their gripe about that whole system is is that the people that review these things are not obligated in any way to explain their like determinations yeah and so 
it's 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 kind of a weird system. But anyways, that's that's an episode I really liked. I dig that. All right, number four. <laughs> this is so on that car ride I mentioned earlier. We listened to a lot of how I built this. We also listened to a lot of a podcast called The Dollop, which was recommended to me by dear friend of the pod Quindrome as well. Have you listened to The Dollop? No, but I want to say he's mentioned it to me or us for some reason, but I, I don't, it's escaping me. So two comedians, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. And, and the reason I think people will like this podcast that they like ours is because the structure is very similar. So one of them, Dave usually researches a topic in American history, some event, some person, something, and tells the story of that thing to Gareth. And Gareth doesn't know anything about the story and just reacts to it and just makes mm-hmm. fun of it. And they're comedians. This, this is a comedy podcast. Listen to it yeah. if you want to laugh. And it's just funny. Like, they're just really funny. And they make fun of stuff. And you end up learning, like, some stuff about some really obscure events in American history. But this is laugh out I had to stop listening to it at work because I was, like, laughing out loud too much. <laughs> but warning, be warned, it, like... It, it ebbs and flows. There are some episodes that are like rolling on the floor funny and some that are just, you know, okay. And they've done more and more live podcasts lately as they've gained in fame, which aren't as good, I think. But in general, this is a really good podcast. It's very funny. It's definitely an inspiration for the way we do this podcast where one person researches and the other reacts. I definitely recommend this one. A lot of people in our our friend group listen to this one a lot. I like that. That does sound like something our people would listen to. Yes. Uh, A couple of really fantastic episodes. There's one about... I can't remember the guy's name, but basically this Irishman who came to the States and some guys thought that they could make some money by basically killing him and collecting the insurance. Oh, jeez. And they tried to poison him a number of times, and he just wouldn't die. And, <laughs> like, they ran him over with a car, and he still oh didn't die. Like, he's just, they call him, like, the Iron Man. Like, he's this indestructible Iron Man. Um, That was a really funny one. Then the last one that I'd recommend is one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. They talk about the ill-fated Tencent Beer Night, it was a Cleveland oh, Indians God. game. It was the Indians versus the Rangers in like 1980 something. And they did 10 cent beers and it goes so spectacularly off the rails and they are having a field day. And it's one of the best hours of podcast I've ever listened to. I, wow. Like that so- sounds extraordinary. It's even in 1980. That's not a lot of money for a beer. It's far too little. Yeah. I, if you listen to one podcast, like, not, like, a podcast series. If you listen to a single, like, increment of podcast, this might be the one I recommend most because I laugh so hard that my sides hurt at this episode. Wow. Yeah. All right, I like that. Okay, honorable mentions. I got a ton here, so I'm going to rattle through them and not spend too much time. Yep. If you like baseball as much as we do, I got a couple for you to listen to. One is called Starting Nine. It's a Barstool Sports podcast. It's mostly for if you're tired about listening, because most baseball podcasts tend to be pretty nerdy. If you mm-hmm. want to listen to just Dallas Braden screaming at the top of his lungs and cussing about stuff, this is a good podcast to kind of break the flow of things. I mentioned the MLB uh, Ringer Show, which is good. They've got some really smart guys on that podcast. If you happen to be a Detroit Tigers fan, listen to 619. It's a podcast put together by Nick Castellanos and uh, Shane Green, two of the Tigers, the Tigers right fielder and closer, at least for a few more days until they trade Nick. 
it's actually a pretty good podcast. If you like movies as much as we do, listen to another Ringer show called The Big Picture. This is a really good podcast. The reason it doesn't quite make it is because it can get kind of snooty. <laughs> is that Chris and Sean? Yeah. Yeah, yes. They run into that problem from time to time. But they go if you wanna if you wanna get snooty and like listen to Oscar talk and that kind of thing, it's the perfect podcast. Yeah, snootiness is acceptable in the yeah. right circumstances. We get snooty. Yeah. Another one is a, a newer podcast from that same network called Villains that's put on by one of my favorite writers, Shay Serrano. It's an eight part podcast, at least in season one, where he just talks about different movie villains and discusses all sorts of stuff about them, like character studies, which is really fun. Another fun one, my friend Lucy at work recommended called How Did This Get Made? It's basically an hour-long Not Top 3 segment where they bash the shit out of really bad movies. Mm. Yes, I I think I listened to an episode of that and really enjoyed it. It was It's very fun. It's the guy from, if you watch um, Parks and Rec, he's the guy that plays Dennis Feinstein. Yes. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's really also, good. Also, if, like, friend of the pod, Dylan, you love uh, that The League show, he's uh, he's on The League. Precisely. Yeah. Some more, like, story-based and reporting podcasts. So one of the very first podcasts I ever listened to was Serial, uh, yeah. which is an NPR show that follows the story of this guy that was uh, convicted of murdering his girlfriend, and it kind of like reopens that case and investigates it. That's a really popular one. There's a lot of people that listen to it. Still worth bringing it back up. The first season is really something else. I never finished the second season. And the third season, from what I understand, is going on now and is pretty good. Yeah, second season was poopy. But I heard that the third season was spectacular in a very different way. Yeah. Uh, another one very similar to Serial is called S-Town. <laughs> Did you listen to it? Incredible. Really? Incredible. There was one episode of that I would put up against any episode of podcasting ever. The one where you learn a little bit about one of the main characters, um, people he's come across in his life. Yes. Is one of the best about hour or whatever of just like consuming some sort of medium yep. in my life. Very good. Highly recommend that one. Another one called The Habitat, which is recommended by my friend Emily from work. It is a six-part, seven-part podcast, maybe, about these NASA scientists who wanted to simulate what it would be like to live on Mars for a year in very close quarters. So they built this habitat that basically is exactly what a Mars habitat would look like, and they put it in the middle of nowhere, like in Hawaii, like a really mountainous area, to simulate Mars's terrain. And they just had six people live in this thing for a year, and they had to pretend like they were in space, and they just kind of like had recorders and they talked about what that did to them psychologically. Very interesting. And it's that's al- crazy. It's only seven episodes long. So some educational ones, another NPR podcast called planet money, just some really cool, interesting short stories about economics. There's a cool episode about the 2000 and what year was that? Mike Patriots versus Seahawks, the Super uh, Bowl 2014, the 2014, 14, Super Bowl. 15. Yeah. So, Usually, this is interesting, like, usually people, when you buy a ticket for the Super Bowl, someone is guaranteeing you a ticket, but they haven't gotten that ticket yet, so they take your money at a certain price, and then they wait, and they can usually find a ticket for cheaper than what you've paid them, and therefore they make money, and they're the middleman, and there's a curve where usually ticket prices drop as you get closer to the Super Bowl, 
for some reason, this did not happen this year, and all of these ticket brokers were fucked because the prices were actually going up. And it was like a weird anom- and like anomaly of a year. It's really interesting, and there's a lot of cool like economic stories like that on Planet Money. That's cool. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite writers, Malcolm Gladwell, has a podcast called Revisionist History. Yep, really fun. Uh, it's not for everybody, especially because Malcolm Gladwell's voice is pretty annoying. It's really annoying, but it's a cool concept, and a couple of the episodes are really good. Yep. And here's a special category called podcasts I don't listen to, but I hear are awesome. I like that. Cameron is obsessed with Joe Rogan, and it turns out a lot of people are obsessed with his podcast. It's extremely popular. Yeah. I can't get into it because it's so long, but from what I understand, it's great. Yep, that's where Elon Musk smoked weed on the air. Mm -hmm. A lot of people recommend Hardcore History. That's an excellent one. I listened to the whole season about... um, the Mongols. It inspired me to read a book about the Mongols. It's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to give that one a look. <laughs> this podcast- Another annoying voice, though. <laughs> oh, good. This podcast is called All Fantasy Everything. It's pretty similar to our podcast, and that's how I heard about it. Someone was like, you know there's a podcast that does that, right? <laughs> so, basically, it's just these couple of comedians that pick a topic, and they, like, do, like, a fantasy draft, and they get to pick. So, like, for example, like, breakfast cereals, Whoever goes first would draft like Frosted Flakes and then the second, and they like draft. That's a great idea. Yeah. That would be fun to do like, do a fantasy draft of like, you're starting a company. Yeah. That would actually be real. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, you're starting us doing a startup. Like, who's your CEO? I'd probably they do that. I bet they do. That would be fun. I like that. Yeah. Another podcast that's pretty widely regarded as one of the best podcasts there is is called This American Life, which I've... That's like the granddaddy of a lot of them. Yeah, which I've heard a lot of people recommend, but I've never quite gotten into, but... It's it's so broad, like, to call it a podcast is sort of wrong. It's more like... I think, I think, I might be making this up, I want to say Serial is a spinoff of This American Life. I think Sarah Koenig is involved in both. Yeah, so I think to call this American Life a podcast is is it's more it's like the ringer almost where mm-hmm. they have a lot of sort of sub pods that come from it. But do uh Google like this American Life episodes to listen to and there's a couple that are really cool. That brings us to our top three. Wait, can I give a couple um just that I don't think you're gonna put oh, sure. on that I'll just couple for the how I built this folks, Tim Ferris, the Tim Ferris experience or whatever it's called is Probably one of the top up there with Joe Rogan and Mark Marin, like the most listened to. Yeah. So Tim Ferriss has grown an awful lot as a podcaster. I think there's sort of a curve, uh, where the beginning, he's not a super experienced interviewer. More recent stuff, he's picked over a lot of the territory that he would find fruitful. Like he's done so many interviews with so many people, but, um, he just asks successful people like kind of questions about what makes them successful and, there's some great ones. I loved the BJ Novak episode. I loved one with Kevin Costner. Um, Kevin Costner was spectacular. He's a terrific interviewer at that period of time, like in the middle of his, his prime. Um, so Tim Ferriss is really good. A couple of murder pods sort of in the serial vein. Up and Vanished. Uh, there's two seasons. Caroline and I are actually listening to season two. It's terrific. Season one, do not Google because they actually were very well timed for the actual conclusion of a major case. So Up and Vanished is terrific and like actually was involved in the solving of a case. Wow. One called Accused about a guy named Bob Young who is 
accused and taken to trial for the murder of his girlfriend, Beth Andes, or maybe fiance. And it certainly seems like he didn't do it. And it talks a lot about what actually happened and, and the effects in his life. One other great one that has a scary ass name, but is really good and much more sensitive than the name implies is Stranglers. Um, and it's about the Boston Strangler or in the opinion of the podcast Stranglers. Ah. Because one person was ultimately convicted of most of the stranglings. And it seems like that may have been a convenient way of wrapping up a lot of cases. So there's some good murder ones. Um, and I think you hit a couple of the good ones for like informational stuff. One that was cool that Caroline and I listened to a couple episodes of is tell me something I don't know. Hmm. So it's, um, one of the Freakonomics guys hosts like a game show where people try to tell the host something they don't know. And then they're scored based on whether the hosts knew it, how interesting the fact is. Hmm. It's really cool, actually. That was a good one. And then just quick sports one for any Boston people. Quick Slants is a great Patriots podcast that I wanted to mention. Nice. So those are my honorables. I like it. Yeah. That brings us to our top three. So number three is... A niche podcast, but it's so good that I had to put it this high. <laughs> Number three is called Effectively Wild. So it's a baseball podcast. If you don't like baseball, go ahead and skip ahead a few minutes because this is only for diehard baseball fans. Like it, it's Jeff Sullivan from Fangraphs and Ben Lindbergh from The Ringer and he writes for a couple of publications, but it's like simultaneously intensive statistical analysis of baseball and also like wildly creative stupid baseball chatter like they ask like the dumbest questions like like wild stuff that has nothing to do with baseball and it's just really fun to listen to and they're really nerdy and just they're a good time to listen to my our good friend brian recommended this to me and we go back and forth about it the brian that i know yeah yeah, I can picture that. Yeah, it's a really, really good podcast for anyone that's into baseball. I don't even know if I would recommend it to people that are trying to get into baseball because it's 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 kind of a lot. There's like you have to kind of be invested, but it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's another one of those that like if it comes out, it goes into my queue. So that's number three. In retrospect, like because it's so niche, I probably should have put it a little lower. But yeah, but you—if you feel so strongly about it, and the fans feel so strongly about you, like I—I I think I like the connection. I guess. So if you like the baseball chat we do on this podcast, you will really like Effectively Wild. Number two, this is another one that goes right into my queue. It's called the Rewatchables. It's on the Ringer Network. The Rewatchables is <laughs> so cool. They just. They pick a movie that is rewatchable that they describe it. A rewatchable movie is any movie that when you see it on TV, you're just like, well, I'm going to watch this until the end because it seems like every scene you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to stick around until this happens. And then you watch that scene. And it's like, oh, well, that scene's right around the corner. I'll just sit through that. And by the time you've done that, the movie's over. And so it's cool because it's a rotating cast of people. Sometimes Bill Simmons is on it. All sorts of people show up on it. They talk about all different kinds of movies and they have a fun, like all these fun different categories that they talk about. Like, for example, would this movie be better with Danny Trejo in it? Yes. Spoiler. The answer is yes. The answer is always yes. But they talk about, we've used the term before on this podcast, Apex Mountain. Like they decide like who is at their peak in this movie, actors, directors, who won the movie, probably unanswerable questions, 
casting what ifs, half-assed movie research bullshit. Like they just they they talk about movies in such a loving fashion, and they talk about them both critically and also just like, but not too critically. Like this this podcast very rarely gets snooty. So that's what, that is the essential kernel of what I love about this podcast. So I think that the structure you've laid out there is just brilliant. They do such a great job with the structure. But the thing that I love most about it is it gets to a core of my relationship with my own dad, which is rewatching movies. Like we are serial rewatchers, always have been, always will be. And it's just such a fundamental piece of my relationship with my dad is like the Saturday afternoon calzone and watching a half hour of The Godfather, 40 minutes of Tombstone, an hour of Along Came Polly. Like there are these movies that, okay, so one of those three movies is great. Two of them are not that great. Yeah. But they're all really rewatchable and there are scenes where if my dad and I are watching The Godfather and we see the toll booth, like, oh, Sonny's about to get killed, and then, okay, all right, I'm in. Yep, I'm so in. Or if I see, if I see, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ben Stiller getting ready to go out on the basketball court, I'm in. I'm watching that movie because they're about to play basketball and Philip Seymour Hoffman is gonna kill it because I've seen this a bunch of times. So I, I love the way that they talk about the movies. I love their structure, but I just fundamentally love how much they love rewatching movies that may or may not be Oscar worthy. That's the perfect way to describe it because they talk about if Often if you hear someone talking about a bad movie on a podcast, it's to say bad things about it. But like they talk about not great movies in such loving ways like that you do because you have a personal relationship with those kinds of movies and they're like just movies that are on tv and they talk about oscar worthy movies in that same kind of tone yes and it's cool and and that also as a a different part of like my love of stuff like that of, of artistic works is i have a really aggressively sort of centrist view of high and low art like i i really hate when people think that high art can't be teased and when people think low art can't be revered and i hate when people put up artificial barriers between the two and this podcast does such a cool job of not doing that yeah no it's it's a it's perfect for someone that just loves movies like regardless if they're great or not so yeah I, i never get tired and what's cool about that show is i don't like to listen to it until i've seen the movie so just by looking at the titles, I have put together like a long list of movies that I want to see. And I know pretty much guaranteed that I'm going to like them. Yep. Absolutely. I like, we can both, we got to watch the firm. We yep. got to hit the firm. Exactly. So that brings us to number one. And the reason it's number one is because I probably listened to more of this podcast than any other. Maybe if you totaled up the hours you have. And I think, like, this podcast more than any other made me think, like, I bet me and Mike could do a podcast together. Like, I I believe it was while listening to an episode of this podcast that, like, this podcast was born, and I texted you, or you texted me, and we decided, like, we could do this. Number one is Binge Mode, which is also a Ringer podcast. It's kind of niche. Like, so the show is... they're They started off as a recap show for Game of Thrones for people to catch up 
to Game of Thrones without necessarily watching all the episodes. And it became so much more. Oh my god. They <laughs> dive deep deep into every single episode of Game of Thrones and they attack that material with such ferocity and love and unabashed enthusiasm. It is not impossible to listen to it and not like them because I know of people that do not. And to be fair, if you're not like in with them, I think it could be a little annoying, but if you if you're riding with them, it is so much fun. And from a utility standpoint, it really helped me catch up on Thrones. <laughs> Yeah. And then after they caught up on Thrones, they they did a while where they would just talk about whatever was interesting to them at the time, movies, TV, books, whatever. And now for the last couple months, they've been recapping the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Eventually, I think their aim is to move on to Lord of the Rings. I was going to say, I, they've sort of implied Lord of the Rings a couple times. I just, I love how much they are invested into these stories and how willing they are to really dig into it and do all the like they're doing tons of work really diving into the guts of these stories and pulling out stuff that you might have missed and attacking them from angles that you might not have thought of and just like recapping stories that we really love and it's not even like you need to listen to them to catch up like i was listening to the harry potter books on audio as i was yep. listening to these podcasts and it was like a ton of harry potter going into my system, but it was really enjoyable. So this this one gets high, both because of its entertainment value, but also largely because, like, I, I don't know, I just feel like the two of us identify strongly with this podcast. I totally agree. I think that a couple of the biggest things that I took from listening to them and still take from listening to them is specificity, like the importance of specificity. Because, and this is something you learn whenever you have a conversation where you're trying to make a point or teach somebody something is you've got to know your shit and they are so specific in the way that they talk about their source material that they're always persuasive because when they talk about how harry potter is feeling in scene x y or z it is with the context of every scene he's ever been in because they've read it a lot They've thought about it a lot. They've parsed it every way it can be parsed. So they're so specific and they attack things with such depth that I think that's just, it's instructive as a amateur podcaster, but it's also really instructive as a listener for what I like. Like I like how deep they go, but I think the other thing I realized, which I think, I think is ultimately what you and I settled on was the energy and the, the chemistry between the two of them, between Mallory and Jason is such it's just so crackling that as a listener, you can't help but enjoy how much they like each other. And I think it's, it's, it's not like, I don't think this lacks humility because it's not any talent on our part, but I think our friends like our relationship because we like each other so much. Right. And we just enjoy talking to each other. And I think you and I both felt like, okay, you and I are never going to match. Sean Fennessy and Chris Ryan for their like technical knowledge of movies. We're never going to match Malcolm Gladwell for his ability to talk about history, but we can go toe to toe with people, anybody on how much we like each other, <laughs> enjoy, like how much we enjoy spending time talking to each other. And I think you and I both realized through listening to binge mode that that's, that's enough. That's their currency. And yeah. that is enough for a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I binge mode is, was very, instrumental in 
in this and just like my love of podcasting. Like I, it's crazy. Like I went from listening to no podcasts and not really knowing what a podcast was to like, I just don't, I like don't really listen to the radio anymore. I just listen to podcasts. Like I, I just listed what, like 20 yeah, something podcasts 20 that so. I listened to. Yeah. Like there's so much content. It's such an incredible medium. I love it. So hopefully, hopefully there's no one that listens to this that doesn't get something out of it and doesn't get one podcast they can go listen to something new to, to entertain themselves or to learn something new. That's the idea. Amen. All right. You want to recap us? Yeah, in no particular order. These are just 10 podcasts that I think that if you like this podcast, you probably also want to take a look at. Number 10 is How I Built This by NPR. Number 9, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Number 8, Song Exploder. Number 7, The Bill Simmons Podcast, otherwise known as The BS Pod. Number 6, The Moth. Number 5, Stuff You Should Know. Number 4, The Dollop. Number 3, Effectively Wild. Number two, the rewatchables, and number one, binge mode. Amen. That, that is was that. beautiful. Very meta, very appropriate. Yeah. Don't forget, like we talked about earlier, our theme music and not top theme <laughs> music was composed by Kevin McLeod. Thank you, Kevin. The great, the great Kevin McLeod. And as always, our artwork was put together by the supremely talented Erin. Don't forget, her stuff is on Instagram at Sant Design. And you can find us all over the internet. I actually think we may be able to announce, based on when this podcast will come out, that we should have some content being pushed to you on our new Instagram page, uh, which I don't know the handle yet, but I'm assuming it's top10km. Um, wait a second. I actually have our social media maven in my ear right now. <laughs> it is It is top10km. Nice. Uh, I wasn't taking you can, Yes, it was not taken. You can find us on Twitter at Top10KM. You can email us Top10KM at Gmail. No serial killer letters, please. <laughs> We're all over the place, and we will have actual, dynamic, interesting content because we have hired ourselves an expert. Yes. She is being paid in food, blankets, and time with my kittens. But she has been hired by us, and she and will produce some content for us. So just like... Just like Aaron and Kevin are so much better at their fields than we yes. are at podcasting, yeah. so too is Caroline. I'm get <laughs> get excited, folks. This is about to be fun. This is some of the, the cool stuff that's going to be coming out tangentially with this podcast. Yeah, we're a couple of doofuses running in the schoolyard. She's Usain Bolt, so we're we're about to do some real stuff. Yeah, be fun. All right, thanks, buddy. I will catch you next week. I will catch you on the flippity flip. Later, dog. Later. Our podcast has a social media maven. She's sitting on the couch under Big Red. She's wearing a fuzzy sweater and giggling at herself. I don't know what she did to make herself giggle, but she's doing it. Oh, and no, no, she's still giggling at herself. Mm-hmm. Yes, the audio is synced.